I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth, and baby-related, hoping to inspire, educate, and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. For my yoga teacher friends who are interested in working with the pregnant population, Prenatal Yoga Center offers an 85-hour Yoga Alliance certified program based on our three-pronged theory of prenatal yoga, asana, education, and community. Once a year, we hold our three-month immersion program in New York City. For those who cannot attend this training, Caprice and I are now traveling to different locations holding our training at hosting studios where we will spend six days working together, exploring and learning about prenatal yoga. This training consists of more than 50 hours working together. We also created a whole membership website with more than 20 videos corresponding directly to the manual you will receive. For more information, check out our website at prenatalyogacenter.com. Hope to work with you soon. Take care. Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Flaschenberg, and I'm your host for Yoga Birth Babies. And today we have two special guests, Bianca and Natasha from Babo Mia, and they're going to talk to you about plus-size pregnancies. There's a lot of information about that, and let's learn about it. Let me first tell you about Natasha and Bianca. Bianca and Natasha are the founders and owners of Babo Mia. Babo Mia is a training and mentorship organization for women in the maternal health field, including pregnancy birth professionals, childbirth educators, and parenting specialists. They offer comprehensive skills, business support, and community care through an innovative online structure that spans the global market. A very different culture from both the patriarchal boardroom model and the female-centric multi-level marketing industry, Babo Mia offers opportunities for women to work from home while making income for themselves and their families. They develop inclusive, accessible trainings for women that develop the skills needed to grow and sustain a lucrative business. Babo Mia remains fiercely committed to their original mission that was developed in 2008, to connect women to their intrinsic value and power. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, ladies. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you Hi, for having thank us. You. Oh, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for even reaching out and bringing this topic up. As I had mentioned in some of our correspondence that I think it's the population I tend to work with in the demographic on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, but we don't often see too many plus-size pregnancies. And when I started to think about that and do the research, I realized how many people really fit into that category and how important this conversation is to have. So thank you for bringing that 
to light for me. And, I, and for those that are new to this, just an idea that this inspired me to do a little mini series. So we're going to talk about plus size and some of the preconceived ideas and some of the complications and how to embrace. But the other side where I do tend to see some issues in the population I work with is women that are afraid to gain weight. So this is going to be a whole body positivity mini series. So let's start with, with first of all, I guess what, let's go back to what brought Natasha and Bianca to doing the work they do? Oh, that's a great question. Um, So Natasha and I met almost 10 years ago um, here in Toronto, and we started a doula agency. We we had been discussing, wouldn't it be great if all these services were under one roof? Um, So we built it, and we serviced families through their fertility, pregnancy, and parenting journey here in Toronto. Um, After a little bit of time, maybe six years into our business, we started um, training other healthcare practitioners who wanted to work in the field of fertility, pregnancy, birth, and the parenting period, um, which was really exciting. And then Natasha, her husband got transferred to Vancouver, which is 4,000 miles away from where we lived. Um, so we moved our business online um, because we wanted to stay business partners and we loved what we were building. So we we changed it and we started serving practitioners exclusively Um, So at this point, we train women uh, who want to work in fertility, pregnancy, birth, and parenting um, with online courses and certifications like doula training and breastfeeding, um, sleep support. That's a truly a no-cry sleep solution, those sorts of services. And through that, we've noticed some trends. And the latest trend that um, require we feel needs some extra care for both parents who are following this as well as practitioners who might work with plus-size parents. are the issues that come up around being plus size and what that means for your pregnancy and the birth possibilities and outcomes that can, that can still be possible for the plus size uh, parent. So through that, we've been, we've been on a mission with our body positivity. (laughs) It's so important because, you know, heavy or thin, most women do tend to have issue with their body and pregnancy is a time of creation and, and embracing in my mind. So I think it's really important to to take some of the shaming away. So let's get to what would even constitute a plus-size pregnancy. That's a good place to start. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, So plus-size pregnancy would be, and so the most common or most popular way to determine where somebody fits on a scale um, as far as size goes is the BMI scale. Um, So it's basically taking your weight and your height and giving you a number, and that tells you, you know, quote unquote, how healthy you are, you know, what healthy range you're in. So anybody who's 25 and above, it would be considered overweight, where anyone who's 30 and above would be considered obese. And then there's different layers of obesity. Um, So that would constitute as a plus size pregnancy. That's where people would start discussing um, elevated risks as far as pregnancy goes and, you know, generalizing what your health would be. Um, but we all kind of know the body mass index scale isn't, isn't perfect by any means. Um, there's people in all different categories that are healthy in all different ranges, and it absolutely is not an indicator of how well your pregnancy is going to go. Um, yeah. But, but we still can't let it go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a tough one, right? Because, um, uh, currently I'm pregnant right now. I I'm in the obese category. Um, I consider myself a very healthy person. I practice yoga. I, I walk, I exercise, I eat really well. Um, I'm much healthier now than I was 
when I would have been in a healthy range as far as the body mass index scale <laughs> goes because I was, you know, crash dieting and over exercising and all those things to be within that box. So, um, it, yeah, it, I wouldn't count on it as being an indicator on how well your pregnancy or your birth is going to go. One thing I thought was interesting when I started just to do a little bit of research about plus size and the average, like how many people in average would be considered plus size or obese. I was a little surprised to find out that the average woman, at least in the U.S., I don't know if it's different in Canada, is a size 16. So Mm -hmm. do you know if that would be considered, that I'm guessing that would be plus size 16? Yeah. So the Mm -hmm. average person, it's like the average pregnant woman sounds like she's going to fall into this category. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you're looking at, you know, 50% and above of women are going to be falling into this category yet. Um, like you're saying where you're teaching yoga in upper Manhattan, you don't see it. Um, not too much, not too much. And, and people just generally don't see plus size women, but plus size women are absolutely having babies. Um, and, and so this is something we need to talk about. Yeah, and one thing that I'm, as I was thinking about that, I'm like, I don't see a lot of plus size women. I'm hoping that this actually can encourage women to come into class. I would hate to think that they're thinking yoga, you know, tight clothes, I can't do that. So I'm hoping this will be an invitation to say it's just a place to connect and be healthy. It has nothing to do with size. Yeah, absolutely. Like there are things we can do to make it, um, make our spaces more plus size friendly as far as, how we advertise and the images that we use and, and, and what's out there, right? Like if they're, if they see only images of really tiny people, not tiny, but like slender people doing yoga, um, they may not feel like this is the right place for them. Um, and as far as like the, the invisibility of plus size women, it, they show their bodies differently. They show that they're pregnant different than other bodies. Um, so, they may not feel like they look pregnant enough to go to a yoga class or they don't look like everyone else. So they don't want to go. Um, so there's some, there's some information we need to be sharing around that as well, as far as being inclusive and and showing people that they're welcome. Yeah. Body image in general is a touchy area with pregnant women. I know that I've had in class, some really tall women, some really smaller women, and they could be, say the tall woman's next to the smaller woman, their bellies are going to look completely different even if they're at the same week, just because of the body proportion. I know some of the taller women feel like I'm not, I don't have that cute bump yet because they're just so long. It's just not showing. Yeah. So I know that could feel really sensitive. So let's go to, cause I know in your, in our correspondence, you talked a little about, um, fat shaming. So how do you think society perceives a plus size pregnancy differently than a non plus size? Well, I feel like, I mean, we know what the healthy range is for pregnancy. So Women who fall in the normal range on the BMI, I don't like using that word, I'm just using the BMI's word, Um, but they're recommended that we have that 25 to 35 pound weight gain, um, which is not necessarily realistic. In fact, there was some new research out of Monash University um, that they felt that, you know, only one in four women is actually hitting that, that number that they should be, you know, they're either not putting on enough weight, they went into the pregnancy underweight and haven't gained enough weight. Or the majority of women are putting on, quote, too much weight during pregnancy. Um, so we've already have this expectation for all bodies, regardless of what you are going into your pregnancy. Um, but the fat shaming, you know, when we look at, if you just Google stock images for pregnancy, they're always like really tiny women, 
um, with little bumps. Their arms are still thin. Their legs are still thin. Their face looks fairly slender. So we have this as being our norm, um, and and which is you know represents very few women of a lot of your clientele, which is fine. <laughs> but um, it is not like if we look across North America or even globally, it's not a realistic expectation. Um, so we already are, are fairly thin obsessed as a culture. So women who are plus size, they're, you know, and like Natasha mentioned, they're not even showing like typically because of the way they put on or typically how they would gain weight through pregnancy. You wouldn't have that bump. Their, ba- their bodies might not even change at all or make a different shape, which Natasha calls the B because it makes like a, this shape versus like that round shape. Yeah. I have a question about that later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Natasha, you can cover some of that later. <laughs> um, and so it's, you know, th- there's already all these differences and then we take a skinny obsessed culture. I mean, if you just look at what's happening with poor Beyonce and her pregnancy with her twins, the number of like candid shots that aren't those beautiful photo ops that she did early in her pregnancy And it's all talking about how fat her face is and how big her arms are and, like, look at how terrible Beyonce looks. Um, So it's, you know, it's a a terrible combination of an unrealistic expectation as well as just a general fat-shaming society. Um, But the issues, aside from how it would make one feel, um, would be the, the concerns that come with the assumption around plus size and their ability as, you know, when it comes to their pregnancy and their birth. And that's where Natasha and I feel like really passionate about changing those those beliefs and those stereotypes so women can have the possibility of whatever birth outcome they choose. And that they're they're strong and healthy and, you know, yeah. all that stuff. You know, the society really does perceive um, people who are plus size as, you know, without I don't want to use these words, but they'll say things like lazy and have no control over themselves and gross. And like if you were to sit down and just write down all the things that you think of right away when you say a word like fat um, or overweight, like all these things come up for a lot of people. And a lot of people walk through the world feeling like they're all those things, um, even though they're absolutely not. Um, And then they go into pregnancy, they go into birth with these words and people say them like some healthcare providers don't have a problem saying words like obese and fat and unhealthy and lazy. Um, and you don't, I mean, you're a doula, you know, like those are not the words you need to be taking with you into your birth. No, certainly not. Well, that actually makes me jump ahead a little bit. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Um, are there such things as care providers that are more size friendly? Well, that would be something that we would highly recommend the pregnant individual finds out. Um, and there'd be a few ways to check on this. One would be meeting the doctor so or, or midwife or you shopping know, around, shopping around um, and asking questions like, you know, because of my weight, is it going to play a part in my pregnancy and my birth? And, um, you know, is this going to do you feel like I have a certain outcome because of this? So if you hear like, you know, yes, you're plus size, therefore you're probably going to have a C-section because you're going to have gestational diabetes and your baby's going to be big and we're going to have to assumptions there. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of assumptions. If you read, even if you follow blog posts around, you know, plus size pregnancies, it's like these are the things that you'll probably have happen to you versus like we know the statistics around plus size and, you know, gestational diabetes does, the risk goes up slightly, but not enough to like promise everybody in the plus size category that they're going to have gestational diabetes. So these are the conversations you want to have with your um, potential doctor. But more importantly, because, you know, your healthcare provider can say whatever they want in those sessions, that you go into groups. Um, you can find plus size specific groups. But if you go into other. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Facebook groups and just ask, has anyone had this experience with this doctor? Did you get the birth you wanted? Because we don't know what their birth plan is. But, you know, if you wanted a unmedicated vaginal delivery, like, did you get that? Did they support you on that? Um, lots of areas and cities have a site called Rate and MD um, or some version of that, and you can go check out their reviews. But asking other people who have actually used that care provider is probably going to be a good indicator, saying, like, what was your birth plan and did you get it? But then I yeah. even, as I was reading um, about this a little bit, there's even just some practical things like uh, – um, a blood pressure cuff that's a little bigger to fit a more plus size arm or even the chairs that are in the waiting room. Are they a little bit wider? So someone doesn't have to like squeeze in. So just those could be indications of we are recognizing there are different body types and we just spent the $20 to buy the different, you know, blood pressure cuff. I think that could be a good sign for people thinking oh, yeah. we're really taking this seriously and welcoming. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Like asking, you know, can I wear my own clothes? Um, so you don't have to try to get into a gown that may or may not fit. Like well, no one likes those gowns. <laughs> no one likes those gowns. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that the, the, the unit has kind of accommodated, um, a plus size population, um, which we do know, um, we are. Yeah. Um, yeah, so absolutely, like making sure they've changed things around. But for me, really, uh, and I know for Bianca, it's this informational piece and this this piece of of making sure that they're treating you like a human being and that they're not treating you just like your size and that you're part of just a weight. Um, like you want to make sure that they're making recommendations for your birth based on you and what health issues are coming up for you or not coming up for you, not across the board being saying, you know, your, your BMI is 40. So this, um, so we don't want them talking in absolute. So absolutely no, the risks of, of being in different, you know, quote unquote buckets and, <laughs> um, and make sure you're talking with somebody who's going to treat you like a person. Well, what are some of the general complications of concern for women of size? The biggest one that comes up is gestational diabetes. That comes up quite a bit, although women of all size um, can have gestational diabetes, and there's lots of things we can doing we can be doing in pregnancy to reduce the incidence of gestational diabetes. So, you know, pregnancy is a really great time to start walking. It's a really great time to make changes in eating nutritious food. Um, without, I'm not trying to blame anyone at all. I'm just saying, like, this is a time where people of all sizes make tons of changes. And that in itself reduces the incidence of gestational diabetes, even just walking. 
um, a few times a week. Um, so gestational diabetes is a big one. With with gestational diabetes, um, people talk about big babies. That's another higher risk factor. Um, preeclampsia, so having higher blood pressure, um, and and just being in this category sets you up for having more um, meetings with doctors. You spend a lot more time um, meeting with your doctors and doing tests like that other people may not be subject to. Um, so those are some of the complications with plus size pregnancy. So the risk does go up a bit um, and it goes up as your BMI scale goes up. Um, so somebody 30 would have less risk than somebody who's 40 or closer to 50. Um, so that's just something to look out for, but absolutely there's no absolutes in that. One of the uh, other pieces though, too, is, is if you read, so some, a lot of the places that, um, when we were doing our own research and, and talking to our own plus size clients is that they say being plus size means you're going to have a bigger baby. And the really important part is what Natasha highlighted is if you have gestational diabetes, we can see that there's an increase in, in fetal size but not without that middle step. But that is like really poorly communicated to the plus plus size community. They just say like, well, now you're gonna have a bigger baby. Um, but not if you if you are are um, just if you are negative in your gestational diabetes test, then you have exactly the same, you know risk factors or lack thereof as, as somebody without gestational diabetes. Yeah. So if you're looking at the governing bodies, they're not going to a cesarean section for bigger babies is not an indicator for people just because they're plus size, mm-hmm. um, where a lot of people are being told that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's tough. Well, I have a question specifically for you, Natasha. So you are pregnant. Fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and you also said you fall into the category of obese and you're, you know, childbirth. This is what you do. So yeah. how, what is it like maneuvering through this in this category with your care provider, with the incredible amount of knowledge that you have, have you ever had to step back and be like, actually, I don't fall into this category. This doesn't pertain to me. Like, you know, you know more than your average person. How have you kind of maneuvered that? Well, I, I went with a healthcare provider that I um, really trusted and, and spoke to me like a human. Um, so that was, my big thing. And I went with midwives and not to generalize, but you're probably going to have an easier time finding a plus size, um, uh, a size friendly caregiver within that community. So she was lovely. Um, but she was also way ahead of the game as far as this goes. So she asked me the very first meeting that we had, how do you feel about being weighed? Um, and I, I said, you know what? I chose, I chose to not be weighed for my whole first pregnancy. I was like, if any tests come back, you know, positive for anything, I'll, I'll weigh myself. But until then, that's not my indicator for healthiness. And they were fine with this one. I'm a little bit older. I'm closer to 40. So I was like, okay, let's weigh my, I just chose it. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'll weigh myself, but I don't need you to tell me my weight. So she has absolutely no problem. I mean, this is a bit weird. I know everybody has their own body things, but I stand on the scale backwards, she writes it down, and then she covers it on the piece of paper with a sticky note. <laughs> so I actually don't know my weight. Um, she knows, but she has never, nothing has come up because of my size. So, you know, that's just how I handled it, and I think everybody gets to handle it in a different way. But it was, I think it was great of her to ask me how I felt and what I was willing to do. Some people don't 
care at all. Like they'll get on a scale, their size means nothing to them and, you know, are very confident in their body and their body shape. I'm not that type of person. I feel a lot of shame around my body some days compared to others. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was great with me. Are, do you find some care providers are more strident with weight gain suggestions for women of size? Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like if you gain I, more than what is the, is it, I know for some women that are underweight, they're actually wanting to, the care providers want them to gain more weight. Um, mm-hmm. is what's the range if you know, for plus size women and, and our doctors more pushy about that? Yeah. So for normal size, you know, quote unquote, with the, just using this, the BMI scale, um, they're looking for, you know, a, a weight gain of like 35 pounds where with overweight women who are the 20, 25 in the BMI, um, it's around 15 to 25 pounds and anything obese, um, is 11 to 20. Um, but we also do know that there's many plus size women who, um, actually lose weight, um, when they have really wonderful support and a team around them that encourages healthy living in a different way than maybe we're used to like that crash dieting and being horrible to yourself. Um, women actually find that they might lose weight during their pregnancy, um, by taking on these, this new outlook on their body. Well, what are some of the things that someone of size may need to address differently to assure a healthy pregnancy? I think just like any other woman, a lot of this is just treating, being treated like any other woman. You're pregnant. You're taking care of another human being. Um, now it's time to make different changes, um, you know, walk a little bit more, eating nutrient-dense foods, trying – it's so hard, but trying not to diet. You know what I mean? Like reduce calories so you don't gain weight. You know, you want to eat nutrient-dense foods. You want to – you want to rest, you want to listen to your body, you want to reduce stress. All of those things are important for every size body. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a plus size body, they're equally as important and are, are going to go a long way in reducing some of these higher risk issues. Yeah. As I was doing some of my research too, I was surprised to see that some plus size women lose weight and it makes sense if all of us and you're like, okay, let's be really mindful of what we're eating, have the extra water, you know, walk the extra few, um, blocks or whatever. But, you know, I do that to myself on a certain, you know, in certain times, like, okay, Deb, park further away and walk, you know, so I think yeah. it's good for all of us to be mindful of how we treat our bodies and the respect for our bodies. And, uh, and in all fairness, we can't eat as much typically in pregnancy as you can not. So all bodies, like, you know, if, once your stomach starts getting squished in your intestines, like plus size women go through the same things as, as, Yeah, you have to, you know, lessen your meals and eat more so you don't get heartburn and all those things still happen um, if you're plus size as well. But it's it's that shift, hopefully, that some people can make when they're pregnant. I, you know, it's hard. Body issues are such a hard topic, but going from this idea of being like, I need to look a certain way, so I'm going to do this to my body. It's almost like you're you're um, you're mistreating your body or like depriving your body because you know what I ate a cake at at noontime I'm gonna go for a a six mile run you know like all this punishment stuff that people do to themselves from switching from that to being like I really need to take care of myself now um and and being kind to yourself for the first time in your life um 
Like that, that's a great switch if we can do it. Yeah. I think, I mean, for me, I feel like in general, my, my diet's pretty good, but there's definitely times my second pregnancy, especially I had such a sweet tooth, which is not surprising that my daughter is like all carbs and sugar. That's her favorite thing. But like <laughs> I would remind myself when I'd want to reach for whatever at the time, I think it was Pinkberry. Um, I'd be like, okay, Deb, it's not about the moment and the craving. Remember the bigger picture your baby, your body. And so I had to kind of get in my head and give myself a different motivation. So I think um, many women could could use that or maybe if they're feeling like struggling, remember the bigger picture of who's this for. It's for the baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about, we, you mentioned the bee belly. <laughs> so right. can you talk a little bit about any suggestions for plus size moms, how to handle the delayed popping of the belly? Yeah. So for people out there who may not be plus size or haven't experienced a plus size pregnancy, it's almost like the bump grows above your belly button and there's like a waist around your belly button. So you kind of grow above your belly button and and it looks like the letter B where, you know, a typical pregnancy or a pregnancy we see most uh, in the media is like the letter D, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's round. Um, so a lot of people, as they go through their pregnancy, they never really look pregnant the way that you see in media. So it's really hard to, you know, like, uh, get offered the seat on the bus and like, you know, um, all of those different things. Plus so many people have this idea of what they look like when they're pregnant, you know, the high-waisted maternity clothes and the cute bump and all of those things. And that typically doesn't happen. Um, so that's a bit of a struggle. There are some things that people do like um, my, I have now a rounder stomach as long as I'm standing. Um, (laughs) but, um, the way you dress, so you're not going to, you can still go out there and get plus size maternity clothes that is going to be flattering to that bump. Um, rather than just getting extra large, clothing that you normally wear, which would make you look a little bit more frumpy, but who cares what you You just said. I know it's extra funny for Natasha to talk fashion and say frumpy. I'm not a very big fashion person. So I just was like, I'm still like just wearing frumpy clothes because I don't care in that way. But some people do like some people really want that empire waist and that beautiful bump. And you can get plus size clothes. It's going to be flatter plus size maternity clothes. It's going to be flattering to a plus size body rather than just buying extra large clothing um, and having the arms too long or the the legs too long. And then there's also uh, many people use, um, the belly binds and not binds, but you know, the belly bands and the Mm -hmm. shapers and stuff like that will give you more of a rounder shape if that's really something that is, is bothering you. Um, but you know, as a society, we all really just need to understand what a plus size body looks like when they're pregnant and also be mindful. Like if there's a pregnant woman that is, you know, 135 pounds versus a pregnant woman, woman who's 200 pounds, you know, if you're going to touch a belly, which I don't recommend you do touch, (sighs) touch them both. You know what I mean? Like, don't be like, she deserves that just as much as anyone else. Right. Like the idea that you're pregnant and you get to have the seat and, you know, being nurtured and being taken, well taken care of, even if visually she doesn't look like the ideal pregnant body. 
I don't know. There's so much around that. There is. And I, I mean, I know that that happens in New York a lot, especially during the winter. I remember being extremely pregnant, but it was winter and I had this big, heavy coat on. And the only way people knew that I was pregnant, because like when you have, you guys are in Toronto, you know, it's cold. You know what? Yeah. You know, you know, you can't tell what's going on. I used to carry um, pregnancy magazines or books and kind of hold them up. So <laughs> people would be like, oh, maybe she's pregnant. So I'd almost like advertise, like you might not be able to see it, but I'm pregnant. Can I have that seat? Well, okay, yeah. let's get back to some of the healthy eating. We had talked a little about that earlier. Are there any special considerations to take in mind for healthy eating for plus size? The biggest consideration would be that um, the diet is very nutrient dense as far as um, making sure you're getting lots of proteins, lots of vegetables, um, you know, nuts, legumes, all of those things that would be typical in any healthy diet, but protein is very important during pregnancy. And we all know that. Um, so making sure, uh, and of course, if you don't know how to eat, you know, if you're going through your pregnancy, you're like, I really want to do better with my pregnancy. I really want to eat really well and take care of myself and my baby. And you don't quite know how to do it. Get a nutritionist or, um, there's a very good chance too, that if you're plus size and you're talking with your doctor, they're going to refer you to, to a nutritionist anyway, who would give the same outline to any pregnant woman. Um, it just is a great way to look at it is just, you know, eating things that are real and not in packages, um, and providing that balance. Like if you're going to eat an ice cream, eat an ice cream and don't beat yourself up about it. Mm-hmm. And then also eat your, your proteins and your veggies and whatever else that doesn't come from a box. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mm-hmm. It's great though that people are starting to think about pregnancies health with healthy eating instead of an excuse saying, I'm eating for two, so I will have that extra cake or whatever. I think, mm-hmm. you know, in general, uh, just a healthier body is going to feel better. Um, so we talked a little bit about care providers, how a friend, uh, size friendly, how is it would be managed by the care provider differently? The plus size pregnancy, you said they're going to be testing for a few different things, but the pregnancy and birth, is there anything that a plus size mom should expect might be different than a non-plus size birth and pregnancy? Well, if she, if she tests positive for gestational diabetes, there obviously are a few things that are going to happen, but this would again be that anybody who has, um, gestational diabetes and that is typically, um, they don't let you go post dates, um, because they, the longer you're pregnant, the larger the fetus can become. So they want to make sure that your baby doesn't get quote unquote too big. Um, so we do see an increased risk of induction. Um, we also see an increased risk in cesarean sections, but, um, the research is not there that it like that risk shouldn't exist. So both the Canadian and the American, um, obstetrics and gynecology, um, the colleges, they both feel that that risk shouldn't exist, but the reality is that it does. Yeah, so you're going to see a higher, a higher, or an increase in um, induction, cesarean section, pretty much 
any intervention as you move into plus size pregnancy, but we do know that plus size pregnant women are treated differently by medical staff. Like we just know. Um, so sometimes it's hard to know are the elevated risks of cesarean happening because they're being treated differently or because there's an actual health risk. Um, so yeah, the, the increase in cesarean section is kind of out of whack compared to what the health risks actually are. Mm -hmm. Um, so there is an increased risk, but, um, it's not too far off. So for example, um, women who are in the obese category, I think the the cesarean section rate is above 30, but like not too high above 30, like maybe 34% versus 27% or wherever you may live. It, it varies, but that's not a huge increase compared to what people are actually hearing Mm -hmm. that it's going to be, you know, absolute that you have a cesarean. One of the really interesting things I find with labor and delivery, the most, um, I think the one that kind of alters your birth plan the most is the fact that it's hard to pick up fetal heart rate, um, in a plus size pregnancy. So depending on your healthcare provider, are they monitoring you continuously because you're plus size? Um, is there, should they be, um, or are they doing, um, intermittent? Um, cause that would be a little bit easier or are they, are they calling, um, cesarean sections because they can't get the heart rate. So all, this is a big variable, um, in a pregnancy for sure. So talking with your healthcare provider about that is a big deal. Yeah. And I would guess also saying, you know, can we use a Doppler so we can really be specific with where we're finding the heartbeat instead of just the discs, which can move if mom's changing position, if it's harder to pick up in general, that's a really wonderful tip. Um, you know, encourage the intermittent and to get hands on, get a Doppler. I guess that's going to be more with a midwife though. I've never actually seen an OB pull out a Doppler scope and search for yeah. a heart rate. Well, that's what's really, that's what's really challenging, right? Is are we accommodating this population since it's such a large group of our population and it's only getting larger. Yeah. These are important things, you know, like the blood pressure cuff, the individualized listening to the baby, you know, the heart rate, um, keeping in mind going past the due date, um, even just to get in the chairs in the dressing room. So you're right. This is half our population. We better start paying attention to this. So mm-hmm. what are some ways we can encourage plus size women to embrace and trust their bodies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you're tackling a big issue there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So just throw out a few um, ideas because that's true. No, that's like a whole a dissertation. <laughs> I know, right? We could talk for hours. No, a few of the things that um, is to find a community that you feel really safe and good in. Um, so, you know, it's if you have one in your town or your city, that's awesome, like live in the flesh. The reality is most people don't have access to that. So um, there's really great online spaces that you can go for plus size pregnant women um, even if you search the hashtag body positivity if, on Instagram, there's like amazing women that are, are just like putting it all out there and sharing how they fell in love with their body again, which is a really important factor. Um, you know, and understanding that you are growing a person. Um, this isn't you putting on more weight like you might have a history of doing if you are a plus size person. Um, this is you like, you know, bringing life into the world and, and really honoring that that's what your body's doing and that it's different than, um, when you just suddenly put on 20 or 30 or 40 pounds, however much you're putting on in your pregnancy. Um, so that would be really important. 
Yeah, and I think, um, it, it, like Bianca said, um, just to go further with that, and is building that community of people who support you is making sure you're doing that with your birth team. So um, you have that healthcare provider that talks to you like a human, but you also maybe have a doula that will help you go in there with questions to ask your healthcare provider, um, so that you know that they're they're truly on your side and want what you want for your pregnancy. And the people around you, like we want them to be using positive words and positive language as you go into your birth. Like that's a really important thing as we all know. Um, and also, um, oh shoot, forget what I was going to say. <laughs> pregnant well, brain. That, that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that pregnant brain. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Just the idea that you, you are growing a human. If we can celebrate the little milestones, you know, instead of being like, I have to be super healthy through my entire pregnancy and really, again, shaming yourself, you want to be doing the little things like, oh, good for me. I walked from my car to this thing or celebrating the idea that today your baby grew fingernails or can now hear and like all the little wins that go through your pregnancy. Like what an amazing thing that your body's doing. Right. So looking at it more from that side rather than all the things your body's are body's doing wrong. And I know all of that is easier said than done. Um, but it's going to be easier if you surround yourself with people who encourage that and foster that. As you were speaking, it made me think one of my friends does a lot of yoga around trauma. And I worked with, uh, as a doula, a woman that had trauma. And we had to approach her pregnancy and her birth uh, even more carefully about who was allowed to be in the room, who was allowed to touch her. Would she feel comfortable uh, being naked? You know, a lot of that I could think might be similar if a woman of size has felt shame about her body. She might feel really sensitive about having extraneous people in the room. Um, I mean, birth in itself, especially in a hospital setting, is so exposing. I mean, literally, like, mm-hmm. yeah. bright lights were exposing. Do you think there's some way that I guess maybe talk to the birth team and be like, you know, talk about any vulnerabilities they might feel. Have you had an experience with that? Natasha, this is your second baby, right? Well, it's just this idea that, that, you know, oftentimes, um, plus size women, any woman, for example, will never show lots of their body. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they, you know, well, you men don't are, like being fully friends in nudity with no. a group sitting around your bed. No, isn't that like kind of horrifying? I mean, I, it's horrifying. Yeah, I, so I always you, talk you, about that. I'm like, you, think about who you want to invite in because it's a very vulnerable, exposing experience. Oh, oh yeah. If you For don't sure. even let your partner, if you have one, look at your body without the lights down low, why would you suddenly want to go into a room with? eight people that are looking at your naked body. So how are we respecting her wishes? Like I said, some people don't care and some Mm -hmm. people really do. Mm -hmm. So who's making sure that the lights are down low? Who's making sure that everything's covered? Um, Who's making sure that that vulnerability piece is being taken care of? So that's not something we have to be thinking about during pregnancy. Um, I don't want to be fully nude in front of a ton of people um, ever. Um, so birth or any time, I can't think of any scenario where I'd want that. Um, so who's taking care of that for me so that I don't have to be thinking about it? Cause you can't, if you're really in the throngs of labor and that's where your brain is going, now you're getting into the thinking mind. So it's going to create a, more of a dysfunctional labor. So that's a great point of, for the birth posse. That's what I call the team, the birth posse. Um, yeah. like, that they need, These are questions and discussions to have ahead of time so that mom really can feel vulnerable and exposed without being vulnerable and exposed. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these are all things that you would for sure want to put on on a birth plan. Um, and like you mentioned, I mean, Natasha didn't want to know her weight, but even in labor and delivery, they ask you again your height and weight um, and put it in your chart. And so I had a client who was plus size, and she didn't ever want her husband to know her weight. Um, I actually have had two or three. Um, and so that was something that they did put on their birth plan. Like, you know, ask me privately or like, you know, refer back to my chart with my healthcare provider so I don't have to give you that information again. Um, because they didn't want to be like, now I'm 270 pounds in front of their husband. Mm -hmm. These are great tips. Do you have any final tips that we didn't get to? Um, well, we have a few. One sure. would be um, some of the materials and, and the postpartum gear. Um, you might need to find some specialty if you're plus size. And so it's important, again, to find a community that you feel safe asking. Um, so like baby carriers for plus size um, parents. Um, those might be something that you have to look for. And, and if you Or just brands. Yeah, brands, brands that yeah. Um, are more we'll aware. To, yeah, we'll go to a larger range for different bodies. Um, because those those little things might seem like micro failures as a parent if you, you know, want to get a baby Bjorn and it doesn't go to your size or you want to get this wrap that everybody's talking about and and it, will, it won't fit you. Um, so knowing that there are going to be um, some specialty products that you can get, but they do exist. Um, so finding a community that you can just put up, like, you know, do you know any plus size clothing for this weight or do you know any great baby like carriers for this size? Um, so that you can make sure that you feel like you have all those wins that everyone else gets to experience. These are great. I'm actually taking notes on that. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that you wanted to add to that list? Um, I feel like they kind of came out throughout the yeah. podcast. No, yeah. I was really, really happy with this. So do you want to just tell our community uh, anything you guys are up to with your company before we sign off? Oh. There's so much happening right now. Yeah, we talk a lot about this topic in our diverse family certification, which helps you um, navigate as a as a birth professional for any birth professionals out there how to navigate um, marginalized communities, how to work with clients who have um, different abilities and different race issues and and sexuality issues. Um, yeah, so we t- we do talk about body positivity in that certification. Um, we also have a sleep education certification that we are, are very, very proud of, um, which is, is again, geared for birth professionals who want to have more information to give their clients about normal biological sleep for babies and for parents. Um, and we have breastfeeding and, and our dual certification. Training. Got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, well, I'll make sure that we have a link to your site in our show notes. So if this perks up some ears of some community members, they can find out how to reach you. Well, I want to thank you for your time today and for talking about this really important topic. We need to bring light that every body should be respected and embraced and loved. And, and I thank you for, for having uh, the time to speak with me about that. Thank Thank you. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Be well. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.